chapters 1 through 5 of the Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Romans, from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Farrar Fenton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mark Penfold Chapter 1 Paul a servant of Jesus Christ, appointed a special apostle of a good promise of God, which he had formerly announced in the sacred writings of his prophets, respecting his Son Jesus Christ our Lord, physically born from the line of David, but powerfully defined a Son of God by a resurrection from the dead through a spirit of holiness, from whom we received a charge and commission to subdue all nations to faith in his name, with all of whom you are included by Jesus Christ, and all the holy chosen friends of God who are in Rome. Love and peace to you from our Father God and Lord Jesus Christ. First, I will thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, because your faith is celebrated in the whole world. For that God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, how constantly I remember you, continually inquiring in my prayers when it may be granted to me by the favor of God to come to you. For I long to see you, so that I may communicate with your spiritual gift to strengthen you, and that will be a comfort to our mutual faith, yours and mine. Now I do not wish you to ignore, brothers, that I have often intended to visit you, but so far have been prevented for i wish to gather some result from you as from the other nations i am indebted for tribute from greeks foreigners philosophers and illiterates and therefore i incline myself to evangelize you who are in rome for i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is a divine power to save every believer jew first and then greek for a divine righteousness is displayed in it from a faith to a faith as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith, for it reveals a divine displeasure from heaven upon all wickedness and iniquity of men who pervert the true into the false, although the knowledge of God is clear within themselves, God having revealed it to them. For from creating a universe, his unseen attributes, power, and divine nature might have been clearly comprehended by means of the created facts. Consequently, they are inexcusable, because, knowing God, they did not joyfully honor him as God, but trifled in their argumentations and darkened their senseless hearts. Professing to be philosophers, they played the fool, and transformed the majesty of the imperishable God into an image of perishable man, and of birds, and of beasts, and of reptiles. Therefore God abandoned them in the lusts of their hearts to filthiness, to dishonor their own bodies in themselves, because having changed the truth of God into falsehood, they honored and used the created contrary to the intention of the Creator, who is truly blessed in all ages. In consequence, God abandoned them to shameful passion, for their women perverted the natural use to one contrary to nature, and in the same way the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, were inflamed in their lust for one another, 
men with men acting scandalously and receiving in themselves the right punishment of their crime and as they did not desire to have god acknowledged god abandoned them to an uninquiring mind to practice what is loathsome filled with all injustice depravity greed evil crammed with envy murder strife deceit foul-mannered libelous defamers god-haters spiteful envious impostors inventors of vice disobedient to parents senseless treacherous unnatural merciless while acknowledging the decrees of god that they who practice such deserve death not only do them but delight in those who practice chapter two therefore man you are inexcusable in condemning any one for by what you condemn in another you convict yourself for you practice the self-same things that you reprove and we know that the divine reprobation is certainly upon those who practice them but man do you fancy that by condemning those who practice them you will escape the reprobation of god while you act in the same way or do you mistake the wealth of his mercy and the gentleness of his forbearance not reflecting that the mercy of god should lead you to change your mind but instead by your perverse and unchanging heart you store up for yourself fury against a day of fury and revelation of god's righteous decrees who will render to every one what he has done to those who by patient well-doing seek rectification honor and incorruption eternal life but to the rebellious and disobedient to the true who persuade to the false fury and anger suffering and punishment on every human soul that does evil whether jew or grecian but praise and honor and peace to all who do good whether jew or greek for there is no flattery with god for whoever sins without a law shall perish without a law and whoever sins under a law shall be condemned by a law for the listeners to law are not righteous in the sight of god but those who practice law will be righteous for when a nation not possessing the law practices the demands of the law naturally they not having a law are a law to themselves they furnish proof of the effect of the law recorded in their hearts their conscience attesting and their reflections condemning or approving mutually in the day when god will judge the secrets of men according to my good news through jesus christ but you may be entitled a jew and rely upon a law and boast about god and know his will and distinguish the differences being taught by the law and are confident yourself to be a guide to the blind a light to those in darkness and instructor of the foolish a teacher of children having in the law the outline of the knowledge of the truth you teacher of another should you not teach yourself you preaching against theft you are a thief you saying commit not adultery you are an adulterer you loathing idols you rob the temple while boasting about the law through the violation of that law you dishonor god for as it is written through you the name of god is defamed among the heathen circumcision certainly may benefit if you act up to law but if you are a violator of law your circumcision becomes paganized 
Therefore, if the uncircumcised should regard the decrees of the law, would not his paganism be considered equivalent to circumcision? And then, the physically uncircumcised will, by fulfilling the law, condemn you, who violate the law in spite of instruction and circumcision. For the Jew is not in the appearance, nor the circumcision in a physical mark. But a Jew is internal, and by circumcision of heart, in spirit, not letter, the approbation of which is not from men, but from God. Chapter 3 then what advantage has the Jew, or what is the benefit of the circumcision? Great in all respects, for first, indeed, they were entrusted with the intentions of God. What for? If some were unfaithful, would not their unfaithfulness destroy God's trust? It would not. God must be true, although every man were false, as it is written, so that you might be justified in your designs, and triumphant when examined. But if our wickedness confirms the righteousness of God, then should we not conclude that the anger-bearing God is unjust? I speak humanly. Never! For then how could God judge the world? For if God could by my falsehood be exalted to his honor, how could I be condemned as a wrongdoer? And should not we, as we are libeled, and as certain people accuse us of teaching, do evil that good might come? Their reprobation is right. Well, then, uh, we are the superior? Not at all. For we have all, both Jew and Greek, decided to serve sin, as it is written, that there is not one righteous, not one. No one is intelligent. None is seeking out God. All have left the ranks, quite inefficient. None are of use, not even one. Their throat is a yawning grave. They deceive by their words. A viper's venom is under their lips. Their mouth is full of mischief and bitterness. Their feet swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and they will not recognize a peaceful path. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And we know that what the law says, it says to those under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may come under judgment to God. Therefore, by the practice of a ritual, none can be made righteous in his presence. Yet, however, a recognition of sin comes by means of law. But now, without a ritual, a divine righteousness is exhibited, attested by the law and the prophets, a divine righteousness by means of a faith from Jesus Christ to all believers. For there is no distinction, because all sin and are in need of rectification from God. They are made righteous freely by his gift, through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forward as a mercy seat, through faith in his blood, to show his righteousness through the pardon of past sins by the gentleness of God, and to display his righteousness at this present time, so that he might be righteous himself, and make the believer in Jesus righteous as well. Where then is our pride? It is banished. By what law? By the rituals? No, but by a law of faith. Therefore we have argued that a man may be righteous by a faith distinct from a law of rituals. He is the God of Jews only, not of heathens. Yes, 
of heathens as well for it is the same god who makes circumcision righteous from a faith and paganism through the faith then you will say we destroy law for the sake of the faith never on the contrary we corroborate law chapter four what shall we say then that our ancestor abraham attained to in the course of his life for if abraham were made righteous by rituals he had ground for boasting but not before god for what says the scripture abraham trusted to god and it was paid to him in righteousness but to a laborer the wages are not paid as a kindness but as a debt while to him who practised no ritual but confided on him who makes the sinful righteous his faith was paid with righteousness as david indeed also relates the happiness of the man to whom god grants righteousness apart from rituals they are happy whose violations of the law are forgiven and whose sins are obliterated happy the man whose sins the lord will not repay this happiness therefore belongs to the circumcised and the pagan for we argue that to abraham his faith was repaid with righteousness but when was it repaid under circumcision or while uncircumcised not in circumcision but while uncircumcised and he received a token by circumcision an evidence of his faithful righteousness while not circumcised so that he might be the father of all uncircumcised believers to whom righteousness will also be granted and a father of circumcision not only to those simply circumcised but to all arranging themselves in the path of the faith of our uncircumcised ancestor abraham for the promise that he should inherit the world was not given through a ritual to abraham or to his race but through a righteous faith for if they inherited through a ritual the faith would be nullified and the promise abolished however the law abolished anger yet where there is no law there is no transgression of it therefore it springs from faith coinciding with a gift so as to confirm the promise to all his race not to those through the law only but also to those of abraham's faith who is the father of us all as it is recorded i have appointed you a father of many nations in the sight of god in whom he trusted who restores the dead to life and names the non-existent as if existent who trusted on hope against hope that he would be the father of many nations according to the expression thus shall your race be and not weak in faith he regarded not his own body already deadened when he was nearly a hundred years old nor the barrenness of sarah nor did he doubtingly criticize the promise of god but was strong in faith giving praise to god and was perfectly satisfied that what he promised he could also perform and therefore he was paid with righteousness but it was not recorded for him only that it was so paid to him but also for us to whom it will be granted to us the believers on him who raised jesus our lord from the dead who was betrayed through our sins and raised through our righteousness chapter five therefore having become righteous from a faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ 
by whom we have also the access by that faith unto this gift in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the rectification from God. And not only that, but we also exult in our afflictions, perceiving that the affliction produces patience, and patience inquiry, and inquiry hope, and not a hope that disgraces, because the love of God is poured into our hearts through a spirit of holiness which he has given to us. For, at the very time when we were helpless, Christ died for the sake of the ungodly. For, while hardly anyone would die for the sake of a righteous man, though for a benefactor some might perhaps hazard death, God established his love towards us by Christ dying for our sake when we were still sinners. How much more, then, having been made righteous in his blood, shall we be delivered from the madness of sin by him? For if, while we were enemies, we were led back to God by means of the death of his Son, how much rather, having been led back, shall we be saved by his life? Not only that, but we exult also in God because of our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received that return. Because, as by one man, sin entered the world, and through the sin the death, and thus death passed into all men, supposing indeed that all sin. For law was in the world before sin, for sin would not be charged if a law did not exist. However, death reigned from Adam to Moses, and over those who did not sin after the manner of the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the future. But the free gift, however, is not like the transgression. For if from the sin of this one the many died, much more the gift of God and the endowment with that gift of the other man, Jesus Christ, will overflow to the many. And that gift is not as it would be with a single sinner, for out of the guilt of the one came condemnation, but by the gift from the other came rectification from many transgressions. For if by the transgression of that one death reigned through that one, how much rather will those receiving the abundant gift and endowment of righteousness reign in life through that other, Jesus Christ? Since, therefore, by transgression of the one, condemnation came upon all men, thus also by righteousness of the other, righteousness of life is brought to all men. For as by the disobedience of that one man the many were made sinners, so by the obedience of the other the many will be constituted righteous. But a law intervened so that the transgression might be obvious, yet, where the sin exceeded, the gift went far beyond it, so that as sin reigned with death, thus also the gift should reign through righteousness to eternal life by our Lord Jesus Christ. The End of Chapters 1-5 through 5. Recording by Mark Penfold